0: From the Virginia Foundation for the Humanities, this is Backstory. Welcome to Backstory,
1: the show that looks at the history behind today's headlines. I'm Brian Bella. I'm Nathan Connolly. And I'm Joanne Freeman. Each week, my co hosts and I, all historians, explore a topic that's been in the news. And today, our topic is going to be the history of protests. We're going to begin in Sacramento, California, 50 years ago. The exact date actually is May 2nd, 1967. That morning, 30 black men and women walked up the steps of the statehouse carrying loaded guns. Those men and women were members of the Black Panther Party, and they were protesting a gun control bill under consideration by the state legislature.
2: And they walked right in the front door. There was no security that they had to pass. uh, And walked right into the legislative chamber while it was in session with their loaded guns.
0: This is Adam Winkler, a professor of constitutional law at UCLA.
2: The Panthers weren't there to commit violence or to take hostages. They were there as part of a political protest, and they wanted to make it clear that they had a Second Amendment right to bear arms and that they needed that right. After the Panthers were turned
1: away from the Assembly chamber where the bill was being debated, they gathered on the lawn outside. One of the group's leaders, Bobby Seale, read a prepared statement warning black people to, quote, arm themselves before it's too late.
0: The Panthers were making a novel and some would argue timely argument that the Panthers had the right to bear arms as a basic civil right, that it was as essential as the right to vote, the right to own property. And they believed that in order to protect their constitutional rights, they had to be able to frankly police the police.
2: In Oakland, Bobby Seale and Huey Newton began a practice of policing the police, where they'd send out armed police patrols to follow police cars as they patrolled. And when the police officers would pull over an African-American, the Panthers would stand—they'd pull over, too, and they'd stand off to the side with their guns pointed straight up in the air— Or straight down at the ground which under California law was lawful at the time considered a non-threatening possession of the firearms and they would shout out advice to the person being hassled and also just sort of keep a careful eye. A police officer was a lot less likely to beat up an African American when he's surrounded by other African Americans who have loaded guns on them. And this, as you can imagine, the Black Panther's policy of policing the police didn't make the Oakland police very happy and so they pushed one of their allies in the California state legislature a guy named Don Mulford uh, to push for new gun control laws, laws that would take guns out of the hands of the Black Panthers.
1: Which brings us back to that 1967 protest at the California State House. It was that gun control bill, Don Mulford's bill, that was under consideration when Bobby Seale and his companions carried their guns into the state capitol. When that bill passed, it banned the public carrying of loaded firearms. The Panthers policing the police was
0: outlawed. The very next year, President Lyndon Johnson signed a National Gun Control Act that outlawed the sale of guns by mail. It prohibited felons and people deemed mentally unstable from buying guns. And it was argued that the act was part of a number of different pieces of legislation brought on by the assassination of Martin Luther King and Bobby Kennedy.
1: But you know, the law sparked a lot of pushback. The gun lobby argued that it deprived law-abiding citizens access to guns for self-defense. And before long, middle-class whites began claiming that gun ownership was a constitutional right. It helped propel the modern gun rights movement, in fact. Today, the backbone of that movement is mostly white and conservative, a far cry from the Black Panthers. That's the funny thing about protest. It can start small and local and then move through American society in all kinds of unexpected ways.
0: I mean, we, we've actually seen Americans stage all kinds of protests just in the past several years. I mean, just think about it. We've had the Occupy Wall Street movement, the Tea Party movement, protests against the Iraq War. And yet all of this seems to pale in comparison with what we're seeing just in the last few months, right? I mean, we've seen record numbers of Americans protesting Trump and the Women's March. We've seen the protests against the Dakota Access Pipeline. We've seen town hall meetings across America. I mean, this has been an amazing groundswell of activism.
1: So today on the show, we're revisiting some memorable moments from backstory segments on protests. We'll explore the media's role in the 1963 March on Washington, and we're also going to look at one of the more unusual uprisings in American history, a protest by the wives of Confederate soldiers.